0: Hey guys, welcome back to episode 16 of the Constant Agitation podcast. Uh, my name is Jimmy, if you're new here, uh, and I'm always joined by Eva.
1: Hi guys. How are you doing? Very good. 16 episodes already. Every yeah. time now, like I keep losing track of how many it is. <laughs> 16. Yeah. Nice. Sweet 16. Is it? That's just they normally say. Yeah.
0: That's true. Uh, how's everything with you guys Uh our regulars in the chat very happy to see you hi tim and hi chris (laughs) chris is talking about uh, the cranking (laughs) of this one
1: (laughs) we'll talk a little bit about that yeah
0: if you were uh, if you didn't watch the torture the eight hour long torture (laughs) that we streamed the uh, couple of days ago
1: yeah it's Uh, been an intense uh, streaming week i I should say (laughs) yeah hey (laughs) cm hello
0: uh, hey Eli, welcome everybody.
1: So today we're actually having less uh, delay between us talking and people writing things about us, right? I think we m- might be more connected with our audience today.
0: Yeah, I think today, which I did change a lot of things in the streaming setup. So uh, it might be better or it might be, c- it might completely fall apart. So <laughs> <laughs> so let us know if you, if you think it's falling apart. If it's better, we hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, it's, uh, we're still doing it at the same time. We actually pushed it one hour since when we first started doing this yeah. podcast. And look how bright. This is the daylight outside. Super bright.
1: Yeah, I'm almost completely
0: Yeah, the background blown. overblown uh, because the light on the inside cannot li- light you up uh, no. strong enough. So halfway through, we might have to like scramble and run and change the yeah. camera settings.
1: Yeah, hopefully the light will uh, will keep up. Yeah. somewhat okay <laughs> we'll see cool so how are you this week
0: I'm good as I said been losing my mind online on the stream um, what do you want to talk about first
1: well I, I think we were thinking about just uh, giving a short update that we released the video after quite yeah. some time right
0: that's true if you haven't seen the new video I'm sure all of you who are here with us right now but if you're watching later uh, we put a new video out we yeah. hope you enjoy it it was uh, you know we, uh, you know, we aim to make it like fun and silly. We hope it made you laugh and entertaining. Uh, if anything, I, you know, like I'm not an expert on anything, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the goal is to have fun.
1: Yeah, and I think you had fun also shooting it, even though it was a little bit challenging.
0: Definitely, yeah. Uh, I saw your comment, Chris, and I want to say that I don't know if I would try it again or not. Like I had doubts about it, uh, if I'm gonna give it a go, another go. But I actually want to shoot it properly like the whole roll this time and have more uh, purpose with it hopefully um, i got one uh, 120 version of it Mm -hmm. and so we will see how that will behave Mm -hmm. and i think also you know i didn't tell you about this but we brought up last time uh the lens that i used in the video yeah and that it's not compatible
1: with the body Yeah. yeah
0: so i was thinking that i'm gonna convert it Mm -hmm. I'm going to grind it. So if you guys are interested, maybe I will either do a video detailing how I did it because we tried to find something online. There was some text describing the process.
1: Yeah, so basically it's transforming an old Nikon lens into uh, a way that we can see both the aperture, if anything, through the viewfinder, but also make it so... There is a little latch that would push apart on the camera, so the metering will change. Yeah, be-
0: because the, the there's a ring on the newer Nikon's that kind of have to move, and it moves with the lens. Yeah. The old lens doesn't is not compatible with that and with it keeps that. it in its place. It doesn't turn it twist it.
1: So basically, it's, it's shooting at wide open all the time.
0: Yeah. The only way to meter properly is to do um, aperture preview. Yeah. So if you click the silver button or on that camera, it's silver. Yeah. But if you click the aperture preview, it will close down the blades, then, you, then can you can make a
1: reading, uh, and then you will know what, uh, how much you had to spoil for. So exactly.
0: Yeah. So we're thinking about grinding that lens. Maybe we will, uh, you know.
1: <laughs> you want to grind some more? <laughs> yeah,
0: I got, uh, I got the grinding bug now. I think it's all that dust I I inhaled, it got to my brain.
1: (laughs) For the people that were on that stream and they saw us in the end of the stream after eight hours succeed with the cranking, we kind of found a way that it will work consistently. We have to say that we have been shooting a little bit more with it and it still works. So it's it's good.
0: Yeah, no, I I recovered fully from, from the cranking on the last session.
1: Now we only have to crank 10 times one way and 10 times the other way. And it works. (laughs) It works.
0: It works nice. We made (laughs) it work. We took
1: some nice photos, right? I don't know where they are.
0: I have no idea. There's a bunch of them over here. Yeah. There's a lot of empty frames because somebody miscounted how many frames were left (laughs) in the the other Instax when we took the... Yeah, I don't know which is which. But yeah. Enough about that. Mm Mm-hmm. There's eight hours of that that people <laughs> can go true, watch. That's true. You know, I'm going to end it right here. That's true. Uh, what else do we have planned for today?
1: Uh, we have planned to show two different photographers yes. and one project in particular from one of the photographers that we're going to bring up because I really, really, really love that project in particular, mm-hmm. this photographer. He's a Korean photographer. Mm-hmm. We, before this, we also had to say that we got a suggestion on Instagram in our uh, weekly ask for what do you want us to talk about? And it was another South Korean photographer, but we didn't have enough time to go through the work, so we might just put it in the pile of people to to cover on future episodes. Mm-hmm. But we are substituting that with another South Korean mm-hmm. uh, artist. Mm-hmm. And I am not sure I will be able to pronounce the name properly. Do you want to give it a try? Because I think you're good at this.
0: Uh, you think? Oh, uh, yeah. It's Seyung 1 or Won, O. Oh. Se- oh, yeah. Seyung Won, O. Oh. I I think we can put the... Uh, I read
1: online that he is also goes by the name of Tonio. So that's a bit easier.
0: Let's call him Tonio then.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, so Won O. Oh, I I think. And I wanted to bring up this particular... Um, project. Actually, I have forgotten about it. This I think it was published in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, or at least the first time I knew about it was 2014. It was in the middle of my PhD. I was working with microbiology, as I say sometimes, and I completely forgot about it. And then the other day in the Discord, we were having a conversation in the film channel that really, really derailed into me talking about working in the lab and working with bacteria. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no, wait, coming back, It is too off-topic, going back to film stuff. And then I remember, oh, bacteria and film stuff and I remember about this project so I just put the link there so people could see it and this project is really really cool because what this artist has done here is that he has done portraits of people in slide film Mm -hmm. and then he has put that film he has inoculated that film or seed that film with a mold and put it into an incubator for weeks months and years in some cases and let the microbes eat the film away And then take it up out and then scan it and do the rest of the work. Mm -hmm. So what you're seeing right here is... This
0: one looks... uh, Anybody who watches anime will probably (laughs) be familiar with Tokyo Ghoul. And if you don't, I'm sorry. But uh, I love... It's one of my favorite animes. And this has given me very strong tokyo ghoul vi- uh, vibes
1: for me it reminds me of the joker because it's the same colors that's true like the purple thing and the green hair and the yeah like if you don't really know what it is behind which is kind of the point of this th- this project uh i would say like joker vibes <laughs> no. i haven't seen tokyo ghoul, so. once
0: once you said it i saw it as well because of the colors like the green yeah. hair specifically
1: so, so this artist he actually is a microbiologist as well, and mm-hmm. that's where he came up with the idea of trying to bring up the, the living and the not living, which would be the film, and just yes, you know he uses different kind of molds, and one thing that I kind of. A, annoying me a little bit, is that in some places when they were covering this work, they were saying that he was using bacteria, and for what I could see in his website and in other places that describe the work, it's not really bacteria, it's a microbe, but it's mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the one that you can find on bread, or the one that you can find on oranges when you leave them so a long time, or mm-hmm. lemons, and so on. So he just puts it there, puts it in the incubator, and let it do its thing. Uh, for what I read at the beginning, it was a very... Much random thing. He would just put it on top, and then it would take you know weeks or months to get a result, and then see what it would come out of it. Uh, with time, he kind of learned how to put the microbes in the different images, and then he would have an idea more or less how these microbes would behave with the with the material in there. But it's still, there's a lot of serendipity. whatever it's not really very controlled. Um, the numbers that I have found, which is also kind of crazy, is that out of 500 frames, normally one comes out in a way that he's happy with or that it means something with the, the thing that you are seeing.
0: I have to say that uh, these photos, like when, when I first saw them, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, film souping. Like this is a very... Yeah. And I think it's a similar process. Like when people soup film, uh, usually they're using organic material like vinegar... Uh, wine tea lemon and mm-hmm. i think somehow i mean i don't know about lemon but i'm thinking maybe like wine I, you know more than i do do you think I wine mean, or tea are gonna uh,
1: i mean it, i it, i don't know if it's the same processes because what i understand what's happening i'm not saying
0: it's the same process i'm saying it's similar because after you soup the film mm-hmm. you have to let it dry mm-hmm. and that drying period mm-hmm. after you introduce the the organic materials somehow i know you kind of like heated it up so like most bacteria won't survive in that heat or
1: no and i don't think i mean lemon juice or tea should not really have any bacteria there either. There is not...
0: But then, like, in the air, around it, is there anything that could, like, seep in and... But it
1: wouldn't have enough time to do it, right? This, this, These microbes really go sup, grow super slow. Mm-hmm. The the thing that is happening here is apparently the microbes are eating, really feeding in to, from the film. Mm-hmm. And that takes time because they have to grow and they grow kind of slowly, unless if you have it in a higher temperatures or at the adoc- adequate temperatures, they might grow a little bit faster. So, but what I think it might actually be similar in the way that when these microbes eat away, they also excrete things. They produce uh, byproducts, right? That Mm -hmm. might be acidic or might be somehow doing the same thing to the colors as the souping does to the colors. Mm -hmm. Because I think the souping, what it does is just a specific type of chemical reaction. It just changes things around and you have, you know, wine with the tannins or the uh, tea with the tain or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that it will react differently with the things in the emulsion so i think it might be not only the bacteria eating away whatever is there but also the byproducts of the growth of the microbes in themselves would produce this effect i see um i think that's what's going on i i really like them i do too not only because how i love how they look i mean these these modifications in the colors i just find it very uh, pleasing to look at like i was saying they look like galaxies there is a there is a lot of organic feeling in them, which I think it goes really well with the fact that the photos are portraits of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, uh, it, it brings... So what this artist is trying to do with this is... Um, how the project it desc- describe is described uh, is implementing microbial growth on film as a means to explore impermanence of matter as well as the material limitation of photography, mm-hmm. right? We normally see photography as the means to stop time and conserve and preserve it and have it for future generations to go back to look into it. He's kind of pushing those boundaries that is like okay, maybe this medium is not as permanent, as, as untouchable as we thought, although we do know that film is kind of sensitive right the way we work with it the way that we develop it with very precise temperatures it is not something that is uh, robust in any means right Mm -hmm. but in a way we use this medium to to create pieces of time that will prevail so to speak right Mm -hmm. Um, but then he kind of brings it back and is like no maybe film like us is impermanent as well like we are limit, limited, we are, we are here only for a short while, things fade away, and this is a way to kind of bring together the, the living part, the portrait, and then the unliving part, which is the film w- mm-hmm. that you use as a medium. So I, I, I think it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> I really think it's cool, but I also... You mentioned something in the beginning that uh, I think is very essential when we're looking at a project like this, is the amount of photographs that this artist uh, experimented with and how small is the selection in comparison to the bulk of the work and uh, obviously there was the part that you mentioned about him figuring out how to uh, deal with this material and deal with how to place everything and how Mm -hmm. to set everything up in order to kind of have a more controlled effect Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think this is like something important to to, to, th- to consider when one is trying to do something like that because there are mixed opinions about film souping. Mm-hmm. I think it works for some images, but that's the thing. Like there is not necessarily a, con- a controlled way of applying that effect to a single image because you put the whole film yeah. in there. Maybe you can post-development because I know souping happens uh, pre- pre-development. Yeah. This one is post after so the after the slide is developed mm-hmm. you mentioned the slide film
1: It's a slide film in medium format <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah, i mean i think it makes sense yeah.
0: to, to go that way if you're trying to do something like that uh, and then applying the bacteria on the on the visible slide you're not doing it in the dark or anything no mm-hmm. all right it's really cool a lot of these effects it's almost like um, a lot of these images are giving me uh, multiple exposure vibes
1: yeah actually
0: but it's just a something that is completely alien
1: it is
2: in a way like instead of
0: having branches or whatever people use for effects yeah uh, and multiple exposures yeah you have here you have these organic just patterns that are boom boom
1: it's like and and yes i think like the fact that it reminds us us of galaxies it means something like in nature there are repeating patterns the way that these microbes might grow through the film and attack the film it might be resemble of fractals and how galaxies are organized and, and the universe right like so it can be from the very 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 big which is the universe to the very 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 small which is how these microbes behave and grow which is uh, to me it, it's just so beautiful right like i actually when i defended my phd in microbiology i bought a book about the universe as a present to my boss because mm-hmm. i wanted to give him you know the opposite perspective on life because we are so into these tiny things okay now let's look at the big and there are so many things in common as well mm-hmm. so, yeah
0: uh, i'm sure a lot of us have seen those uh like extreme zooms where like you start w- within a like a Small biological thing, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like the fabrics in someone's eye or in any cell, basically, mm-hmm. uh, the small things that are connected there, the atoms, mm-hmm. and then you zoom out all the way, and then you see like the cities and planets, and then when you hit the galaxies and the bigger view of the observable universe, mm-hmm. it sort of looks the same again. As
1: they they the very zoom in and zoom out, yeah.
0: It's a, it's a, this this project is a very cool conceptual pro- project yeah. and uh, I really like it. I really like the freedom of like what can one do because we we do obsess a lot of times like as photographers mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that we talk to were always obsessing about sharpness, about <laughs> exact colors and and this one is like a breath of fresh air that is like,
1: right,
0: like... and I'm sure there was a lot of detailed work into making this
1: i mean i don't think But anyth- it's
0: about breaking free from it at one point it's like okay now i'm gonna place the bacteria on this slide and, and, it and just it's gonna do what it's gonna do yeah you
1: know? yeah and i think that's that's the thing like everything is very well thought through up to the moment where you just let it be for what it is right and mm-hmm. then you come back to it and then you say do i like it do I not like it doesn't mean anything like i mean 0.2 percent of all the the slides that he made is something that he considers worth being part of the project and being shown Mm -hmm. which means a lot there's a lot of probably things that it just like it's eaten so much that you cannot recognize what it is behind maybe the patterns just are not pleasing so i think it's bringing these things both which is how artistically pleasing it is with the concept behind it and then kind of mash it and bring it together but i just i don't know i i I love it it's uh, something and that i i wanted to really bring up to people here
0: it's cool I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Hello, everybody who just joined. Hi, Dani. Hi, Cherie. Nice to have you guys.
2: Um, uh,
1: so, uh, so, yeah, Tim is asking, so did he apply the bacteria to slide copies or the original slides? No, the original slides. He didn't do copies. He, he On the original developed slide, he put the bacteria or the, 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 ma- the yeah, Does mold. it
0: specifically say that or um, you didn't see any word mentioning copy?
1: I never ma- mentioned so the artist collects mold deposits in the emulsion side of the developed medium form and color reversal film and places it in a homemade incubator. Before the mold can totally devour the film, he removes it to reveal the residual turmoil. The process is wholly unpredictable and only 0.2% of thousands of images have been included in the final body of work.
0: Mm-hmm. So there is no confirmation of so of any kind, but it doesn't mention copies, if no, that answers I think the question.
1: No, because I mean if there are copies there are copies made on a slide that mm-hmm. is developed because he yeah. says he puts it on the emulsion side, mm-hmm. which means it's a slide mm-hmm. so that's true and i I mean conceptually, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense that it's copies because it will take away a lot of the key part of this project yeah i at least to me
0: yeah, I think so, I agree with you, I think the fact that you have to kind of surrender. Yeah, it's like you're going to you are
1: the gonna lose that image, you might lose it. Yeah. The same way that lives are lost every day, in mm-hmm. a way. you know, I think this is what it means. It's like, it's unpredictable. You don't know what thing is going to work, what thing is not going to work, and when is it going to end. So f- to me, if he would make copies and we have hundreds of the same image, and then that would take so much away from from the meaning of it.
0: I agree. I think it also speaks to the fact that choosing film as a medium, I mean, could have made a digital image and then printed it somehow in an acetate or something yeah, and put and it uh, in. so i think the fact that we also because of the lack of like super fast burst modes and stuff like that when you t- when you take a f- film photo you're sacrificing all of the other split seconds before and after mm-hmm. uh, so i think i think poetically speaking this whole thing goes together very nicely yeah
2: yeah definitely i, I
0: think there's a lot of po- poetry involved as well in the conceptualization of this project i tried to read the text
1: yeah you were trying to read the one from the other the from newer me. project yeah. which is i i couldn't really understand it and i studied <laughs> evolution it's the one that is called camouflage
2: should we I click know, on that one
1: we can just click on it and i don't think there's any no safer for work page maybe i don't think so
0: this one is pretty cool i actually really like this one as yeah,
1: well yeah so what it says there is is this series is inspired by the notion of the first advent of uh, vision in life on Earth around four hundred forty-three million years ago, and I tried to read the text, which was v- I don't know how to even describe it. It was very heavy in concepts that uh, you have to think a lot how you put them together. I said, you know, like sometimes art art reviewers are very heavy in their mm-hmm. in the descriptions, but I think, or at least how I see the project, is that uh, that. Things evolve, you know. Like so, as you see, there's nothing that is super clear what it is. Right? It's a lot of impressions. It's a though. lot of impressions, and it's like, and I think if he if he refers to the beginning of life, then I guess it's like a look back to what things have been through. I guess like and and evolve through so many years of life. Mm-hmm. um This
0: one it reminds me so much of. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Westworld. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you've seen westworld or you could just see the intro the music is really beautiful i sometimes just like really to nice, listen yeah. to it so yeah you can watch it on youtube the the intro uh what do you call it uh opening the yeah opening. the opening video stuff mm-hmm. when the series start uh it's a lot of this milky material and like stuff coming in and out of it this one is very reminiscent of that.
1: and um, yeah so i mean I don't think I understand this project as the artist has intended by reading what I read and seeing. But of course, art is also subjective. So what does it mean to me? How do I relate the name camouflage, knowing that it's about evolution on earth and what I'm seeing? I can make it my own meaning, I guess.
0: I think I can somehow relate to the meaning in this one in, in the sense of abstraction is, some, is a sort of camuf- camouflage, mm-hmm. you know? in a way like
1: yeah because you are not you're not seeing the details right so then it's easier to pass inadvertent in a sense yeah but then
0: uh, when you see like the gears stuff Mm -hmm. you're looking at a part of a machine so you know like you look at this and you know it is a machine of some sort yeah but you have no more information to guide your
1: yeah the understanding of what it is because
0: like resolution when we think of the word resolution Mm -hmm. it's about we always think of like not necessarily everybody but often think about the detail in a a single image or like you know like now you're looking at this it's either high resolution or blurry but also you can look at a thing with high resolution and low resolution with your eyes
1: when you're going super super in detail or more yeah so like if you're
0: standing in front of a mountain. And all you can see of it is a, is a small wall, basically, or section of the mountain in mm-hmm. front of you. You're looking at that mountain in low resolution, mm-hmm. even though you're seeing more detail in that section. Which you might you might think, oh, but I'm seeing high resolution. I can see every single blade of grass. Mm-hmm. But no, there's so much of the mountain that you're, you're not seeing. R- yeah, so, it is, so it's, an ab- it's abstract. In resolution sense. works in weird ways yeah, when you're true. trying to describe what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how i relate the camouflage and it's, it's like it's we're obs- obscuring a lot of the, the resolution and the context around that it. will tell us the story of mm-hmm. what it is yeah uh, that makes
1: sense nice thank you <laughs> because i was a little bit confused as well uh, know,
0: it's funny that i understand more just from looking at the images than t- reading, reading the text because i i couldn't even keep up with the first line.
1: i, I mean it, i'm I not blaming it, the text it's my fault it's, <laughs> it's subjective right like yeah. it is what we what we perceive in a sense, right? Um, but a very interesting artist and very uh, beautiful pictures. He doesn't have anything else than this. I've been th- going through the interwebs. I couldn't find the Instagram has only some photos from the impermanence and the bacteria uh, mold project. Um, this is
0: one of my favorites of everything we looked at. I oh, think this might be the, the favorite.
1: Yeah, I also like the green one. The green one. The one with it looks like they're like. Leaves or I something?
0: This one. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's really nice. It's very, very cool to look at. These are beautiful to put anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do you guys think? Do you like them? Uh, do you not? Let us know.
1: Do you like conceptual photography? I do. That's I it. like abstract
0: stuff. I don't necessarily like all con- uh, conceptual, like the stuff that is very like set up. Uh-huh. Some of it works. Some of it. I think it depends on the concept. I just find abstract images are easier to enjoy even if i don't know what they are about because yeah, a definitely. big part of it is showing a beauty the beauty in a frame using the colors and the shapes
1: without having to mean anything else yeah. i know but there is something about using photography to explore concepts that i also find very interesting because mm-hmm. i love photography so the 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 fact that you can use still images to explore specific Concept that sometimes is difficult to grasp, or that it, it kind of brings me closer to it. I can understand it better when it's actually explained through photographs. Yeah, I feel like. But I'm I a visual agree. person, so, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So you want to jump to the next photographer t- of today?
1: Yes, we can. We can go ahead.
0: This was actually uh, recommended by two people. Actually, yeah, kind of. Is I think someone is in the chat. Ted is—he's yeah, the one yeah. who sent me two photographers, right? And it's one of them. Yes. Uh, so thank you, everybody who's listening or watching. If you have any favorite photographers that we haven't talked about yet, <laughs> let us know. We do have some our personal favorites that we still didn't mention, but it's also nice to mix it up and get to know you guys and learn about your taste as well.
1: And get to know more photographers yeah. that we don't know, which I really love.
0: Exactly. All right, so we're gonna let's jump to the Magnum gallery first. What do you think? So uh, we're gonna talk about Martin Parr, Mm -hmm. and uh, what are you gonna tell us about Martin?
1: (laughs) What I'm gonna tell you, he's a a very interesting photographer, I would say. Mm -hmm. I I have seen his photos before briefly. I didn't know of him as a photographer before I started looking to to bring it to the podcast. Mm -hmm. To be honest, he's uh, still active, as you can say see there in in the Magnum. It says available for work, Mm -hmm. and he. It's been somewhat a revolutionary photographer, especially in the British arena of photography. Mm -hmm. And he is, as well as uh, Joel Majerowicz that we talked last week, a pioneer in color work. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was heavily influenced by Majerowicz and others in the US, which were the ones really starting. And then he was in the UK, and he's like, I also want to try this. And his photography is pretty iconic. The style that he has is... Readily recognizable, and it's. It, some people say, like, either you love it or you hate it. Not only how it looks, but also what he does with the photography. in means, in, in means of what is he trying to communicate and what topics is he trying to explore. Um, and I really like that the Magnum had really chosen very nice color scheme to show the photos together. Right, it's, yeah, a, <laughs> it's feel- a good good curation <laughs> there. <laughs> um yeah his his photos are characterized for being heavily saturated and very evenly lit I would actually call it and it's not a style that you see very often in at least photojournalism and famous or popular photographers all around he is also a book collector he love to um photo book photo book collector i must say he used to love to just gather photo books throughout his life and he recently um he recently gave out his collection to the tate gallery i believe i read and he also has published a lot of books so not only have uh, exhibitions all around the world of course but a lot of books from the late 70s up to now he's been really active mm-hmm. And I guess here we're having a taste of the work that he he's done and he's still doing mm-hmm. um, how seeing this, how would you describe his photography? I,
0: I mean, I think a lot of it is like funny like the a lot of these photographs are funny, yeah, right yeah, uh, like they make me smile like it always like there is something going on like that one with the baby yeah I saw uh, th- this series for example i really love this series
1: this is one of the newer work yeah
0: and it's uh i think what was it called S- uh
1: selfie to death 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 of selfie death by selfie, death by selfie. We,
0: i think we saw it here on yeah, his website the, uh bah, bah, bah. in the
1: recent yes. I, I have to say his website is pretty unique the way that the menu is built up yeah, it really goes very check well check out his these
0: <laughs> thumbnails i mean there's there is humor in built-in um it's fun i really like those photos just capturing people in the moment of taking a selfie and i like the collection that he decided to share Uh in the sense that there are different people in different places of different cultures as you can see as i'm scrolling through but they all have this like universally recognized gesture or pose or action yeah that we all do and we all kind of find silly in a way. Like everybody, everybody's a bit self-conscious when they're taking a selfie selfie in public, you know, and the (laughs) fact that he shows that and he went uh, and documented and I really like how different the people look in the photos and they seem in different places.
1: So it's like an inclusive thing that puts that all at shame, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, I think his photography, you might, one might like it more or less aesthetically, speaking but i think that he has done a very good job of like why the way he describes his photography is that he's trying to constantly explore the difference between the mythology of a place and the reality of it and i think his photography as cringy as it could be it just shows us that life is cringy that the way that people behave can be extremely cringy and ridiculous at times and that's why we see these photos as being fun photographs in a sense Mm -hmm. but he also mentions that uh, that he makes serious photographs disguised as entertainment that that's kind of a part of his mantra and that he makes pictures that are acceptable to find the audience but deep down there's actually a lot going on that is not right in the face and if you want to read it in the photos then it's there for you to read it so it's not only that he's trying to be entertaining and fun, that this is the part that we are all in seeing and getting right away,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it also means more because these photos are actually real, you know? This, yeah. this, is, this is life. What you are seeing there is things that are happening, mm-hmm. right? And then then from there you can make the analysis that you want to make. <laughs> um,
0: a lot of these photos, uh, you probably noticed, not all of them, but a lot of them, they have a on-camera flash.
1: Yeah, he uh, works mostly with a ring flash mm-hmm. because he wants to get this macro super saturated kind of feeling and also avoid sh- weird shadows. Mm-hmm. So that's why he uses a ring flash around the around the lens, the lens barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things that he he feels more comfortable with. The website has a very nice uh, frequent asked questions where you can get to know about him and his way of doing photography as well. And back in the days when he was working with film, he was using mostly consumer film, because he likes that it's more saturated and it gives that vibe that he's l- looking after, which I think it actually makes sense also conceptually. He's photographing the people. Why not to use a film that is a people's film?
0: I agree, because a lot of these photos, they feel like they were, uh, not all of them, but some of those photos, like their party photos or like gatherings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it seems like it was taken by a family member or somebody within the group Mm -hmm. I was able to and I think this is something very cool about incorporating into street photography because street photography a lot of times is very intimate is very close like you're up in people's faces basically and yeah you're breaking that this social distance that you have to keep (laughs) as a stranger on the street right Mm -hmm. and I think uh, the fact that he went that way makes a lot of sense that who would be this close if it wasn't for somebody who's close, who's within the group Mm -hmm. and that kind of creates this false narrative because in a way that it's not true it's it's the same guy, Martin Parr walking around taking photos of all of these strangers. Yeah. But in a way his photo of these strangers feels more familiar. Yeah. That it That's, was taken yeah. by like let's say a black and white film or something that is more polished.
1: Yeah, or or more curated also yeah. um compositions or something is it, it, I think in his professionalism, he brings the amateur feeling in it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that also adds to the fun factor of it, the humor yeah. that exists in a lot of these shots. Uh, maybe uh, we should jump to uh, look at uh, more specific uh, projects.
1: Yeah, projects.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you recommend we go into next?
1: I don't know any of those. We saw the selfie thing. I mean, these ones are from different places. This is the most recent one, which is actually during the pandemic, I believe.
0: No, this is Blackpool.
1: Uh, But I think if you read in the bottom, does it say something? Oh, yeah,
0: that's true. That's the one. Photographs from Paris trip to Blackpool in September 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hi, the new people that join us. We have JC, Kobe and Cedric is here and cm is mentioning that he makes good interviews with photographers in his youtube channel
0: oh i so didn't know he has a youtube channel
1: i didn't know either cool it's we'll a, check it out we'll check it out for sure
0: awesome maybe he'll be down to talk to us
1: yeah i mean why not we, we would love to to talk to him about his work <laughs> yeah
0: it'll be cool to know the stories behind some of, some of the pictures and
1: don't worry, JC, we are not really a sequential podcast. So if you have not heard the previous episode, okay, you can be here with us today. And I think,
0: uh, speaking of the previous episode, you you forgot to mention something for the second time.
1: That's sure. <laughs> true. Yeah, which has to do a little bit about the t- what we are talking today about this photographer being you know, on the humor side of photography. I forgot to mention when we were talking about Elliot Erwitt, mm-hmm. that he actually has an alter ego um which uh, let me just pull on the information here um so here where is it where is it uh-uh. yeah uh, erwith created an alter ego the beret wearing and pretentious contemporary artist andre s solidor which abbreviates to us from the French colonies in the Caribbean. He uses this character to satirize the excess of contemporary photography and publish the book, The Art of Andres S. Solidor, under his uh, pseudonym. And it's photos about commercial photography and that type of thing. So <laughs> this, this kind of tells you a little bit about uh, Elliot's uh, personality and how fun he actually is. <laughs> he has one book published and it's actually, yeah, on that name. It's not this. Andrés? Yeah. Andrés S. <laughs> S. Solidor. Uh, aka us
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so funny yes Uh, so I'm assuming these were shot on digital back to Martin Parr these images because you said something about when you were reading in the frequent asked question page on his uh, Mm -hmm. website uh, he mentioned that he uses consumer film Mm -hmm. to get these like popping saturated colors yes but then there was a second part to that question.
1: Which is, Do you now that you shoot digital, do you alter your colors on Photoshop? Mm-hmm. And he says that no, that uh, he tries to use Flash and whatever he had can on camera mm-hmm. uh, to bring up the colors. And actually he uses Canon. I wanted to tell you live. So.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm not going to comment about that. <laughs>
1: I mean, I know I I can I can make a good analogy here, which is in film he was using consumer film, and in digital he went to Canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just
0: gonna stay quiet, Cedric. If you want to say something, I know I agree with you before I even read it.
1: <laughs> uh is saying I read your Spanish. Ah, uh, it's lindo saber que hablas español. Sí, hablo español. Gracias. And uh, yeah, so I, I was kind of funny that he actually shoot gun, and when I saw that, it's like, "I'm gonna not tell you, I will tell you when we're in the, <laughs> in
0: the podcast." Yeah, I didn't mention that before.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, as as you guys were saying, it's fun. It's fun to look at his photos, and they are, I think, a very nice documenting work of the world that we live around he has done a lot in um, a lot of work on tourism and mass tourism as well so kind of denouncing that you know there is it's silly how much people are traveling around just for the sake of being tourists and Uh how everything is massified by tourists and before the pandemic of course so he has done a lot of work on that as well and one of the earlier works that kind of was brought up to the general attention it was the uh, the documenting of the social classes in the uk back in in the 80s as well mm-hmm. um there's there in the books if we go to the books later so that's uh, i don't remember the names right now my brain is not really working properly
0: yeah i mean cedric
1: is uh, saying 5 DSR though it's not models that we can get mad about i read in his website he's using a canon 5d mark IV, which is not that out of the crazy thing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no usually the joke uh for those of you who are not in on it um is that we like to hate on canon cameras and for many reasons like we can talk about it in in length if you want uh, but we do also agree that uh canon cameras in the professional line at least they're still good cameras They do have some of the Canon issues that I I personally have issues with. Like uh, the fact that the way they look, there's something about the colors, something about the contrast, something about the dynamic range.
1: Which is what Martin likes, apparently.
0: (laughs) And I I like it. I think they make good pictures. Even even the entry-level cameras. Mm -hmm. I do think they make good pictures. I'm not complaining so much about it. The thing that I... Although I just don't like the way they look because they look all the same all the time, <laughs> everywhere, everybody who shoots them. And it kind of like dictates how you edit in a way that you can't really break out of. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're shooting something like Olympus, for example, you can go anywhere with it. And there's not necessarily a, a very like telling factor that, oh, this was shot of a, with an Olympus. Nikon uh fuji i mean fuji they give you very nice colors out of the box but then like why would you want to change those you know like Mm -hmm. they're they're awesome they're really beautiful Uh, so i understand it you know i haven't played so much with fuji files but i know i like the way they look i like sometimes i like the way the the canon look the other thing that i hate on and that applies across the board to all the models is the ergonomics that wheel that thumb wheel it just doesn't make any sense who uses that you know I don't know so but still it's just a personal taste personal choice I'm, I'm used to the the two opposing wheel, opposing wheels it's, it's
1: really handy to yeah. be honest but I, I mean my brain now it just uh, by the way I work with Canon so <laughs> <laughs> it's just coming clean here um, yeah I, I'm used to it so now when I have to deal with the other ones and I have to change the things I'm like oh where is they?
0: and to be honest with you like uh, yesterday or during the eight hour infamous stream when you were working on the client photos you're showing me as i was working i would have to say your editing is really cool it doesn't uh, now that i'm looking back in my brain at those photos uh-huh. they don't necessarily look like kind of photos so i think it's true like maybe with the higher end models you can kind of get out of that look
1: i mean my my camera is not super high, higher end model you know there is so many more crazy good
0: but it was like a one of the flagships when it when it came out it's not the, the most recent one but it's a it's a good camera
1: it's not canon colors i don't know i just said it yeah. no
0: it doesn't feel like Canon. of it feels nice and flat and uh, yeah
1: i bring down the saturation like yeah like, i mean the saturation not so much it depends i have a pre-made mm, how do you say preset, preset that, that i work with yeah, yeah. Uh, but the contrast is really uh, like oblivion <laughs> like compared to how it come out of the camera yeah uh yeah. yeah
0: yeah see um she she's also working with the 6d
1: yeah i have a 6d mark i had the mark one and then it fell from my hip to the ground body down so i got a crack and i still work with it for a half a year more and then i got a 6d mark two mm-hmm. which is the one i use now and the other one bodies just in case the just in case body mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy with it. I can say I I think I also the lens I use it that I really like. Uh, going back to Martin here. Okay, let me see people hear what they're saying.
0: I really like uh, those photos. There, yeah, you can keep looking at the shot okay. uh, because mm-hmm. I was I could I can't read that fast. Mm-hmm. Here we see a lot of more of the traditional classic photographs that we see and. Uh, you know, the more celebrate like not the more celebrated, but the usually celebrated photographers that we talk about on the show where you have, uh, you know, interesting composition elements. Uh, and this one, for example, <laughs> y- you see the contrast in his work. A lot of the time, a lot of the photos that we've seen is more focused on the moment, on what's happening, on the, on the story of the photo, not caring so much about... Um, about the composition the aesthetics yeah. so the composition comes second and i feel uh, like i'm repeating my repeating myself yeah. now because yesterday eva and myself and cedric who's with us today we had a long conversation uh <laughs> about uh, composition yeah. and we also talked about this
1: and we also mentioned martin Parr, yeah actually. Uh,
0: that was the second uh reoccurrence of uh, of Martin's name and one exactly. week in preparing to this day. Yeah. So we said it had to be. We
1: should we should yeah. talk about him. Yeah. And I think it's, it's an interesting uh, photographer to explore for sure. Uh, Eli here is saying, I'm on the fence between an ADD Canon or an Olympus OM5 Mark Three. I think I know your answer, Jimmy. Yep. Olympus. <laughs> 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 I would say, actually, if you're going to go for the crop factor Canon, which is an ADD, if you're going to go crop sensor, Olympus. Yeah, I w- I would also recommend that, and I think the OMs we have the OM10 and we have the OM1, EM EM yeah. OM is the analog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, they're beautiful, really nice, super nice how they how they look, how they are hold, the grip, the layout of the buttons, very nice. I can I will I will go for the Eli for the Olympus if if I were you, definitely.
0: All right, so you want to take a look on the books collection Mm -hmm. and see some of the older work. Yes. I think that would be very fun to do. Yeah. Let's start. I think this is the oldest one, the one from 82. The one in the top that I... Can
1: you by any chance hand me the monitor a bit closer? Oh, absolutely. Because even with my lenses here... Is
0: it close enough?
1: Give it to me. I'll put it here. Okay. Thank you. Be
0: careful not to unplug anything. (laughs) can't <laughs> believe <gonna> <laughs> i can't believe today for the first time i think we had no issues uh, i think the stream is uh, is going nice yeah uh-huh.
1: you guys seen us properly hearing us properly everyone said that they think not like the stream two days ago <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that was me- that was messy uh, bad weather by martin parr this one is from 1982 mm-hmm. and here we can see the difference in style directly like completely different from the photographs that we were just looking at
1: so what i read is that when he jumped from black and white to color other photographers were like amazed also that he actually did that change and and how uh, and actually i have to say
0: this one Mm -hmm. kind of reminds me it's not very similar but when i first saw it it reminded me of a photo Mm -hmm. of a photographer that i can't remember right now and sham i think if you're in the chat you can tell me the name of that photographer he told me to watch the documentary like 17 times he's the brazilian guy mm-hmm. can you tell me the name
1: i d- i don't know maybe cham's knows.
0: she knows okay. is the bra- i think the name of the photogra- uh, the documentary is salt of the earth
1: mm-hmm.
0: and his name is it's coming in a second now but this photo <laughs> is reminding me of that we're gonna we're gonna cover that photographer in a separate episode but it's such a beautiful photograph salgado yes Salgado, thank you nice uh yeah there's the, uh, if you remember that image of the miners sebastiao salgado thank you jc um uh, <laughs> that that um the, there was a mine there's a lot of workers and he's taking it oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah that w- did we agree that that photo was taken with a large format camera
0: it, it has we that feeling. We still we feeling. haven't we looked know. it up. We haven't watched the documentary yet. Yeah, but I really like this collection. Very nice, very nice stuff. This was, I think, taken with a flash as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I think he he has loved the flash in the very early beginning of his of his uh, career.
0: Oh. Uh, bye, Sherry. Good luck with the kids.
1: Oh uh, yes, yes.
0: Always nice See to you have soon. you. See you soon all right let's see what do we have next a fairy day a fair day
1: a fair day
0: i want to see the the uh, like the progression how we where we started yeah and where, we where got. we're going it's so cool that his website has so all much these, content. Uh, yeah all these images i mean uh, as we learned he's still active and uh, that's so cool That somebody uh, who's worked all this much and has all this experience sharing it I'm looking forward to the end of this show to be honest with you to go check out his YouTube channel
1: <laughs> yeah and actually he started his own foundation back in 2014 um, you know like with galleries and a research room and just to you know bring, bring it to the people so I think he's a very generous man mm-hmm. I mean he gave away his photo book collection which is something
0: <laughs> that is true That is very generous to do.
1: Um, Yeah, quite different, I would say. There's a lot of uh, photos of people standing, like in different situations. And so before as well.
0: I think this is going to be color.
1: Yeah, this is one of the first color ones.
0: So we jumped, just to keep track of what we're doing, we jumped from 84 here to 86 98. 98. So this is a big collection.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not sure how big that one is going to be. I mean,
0: big across a span of time. Yeah, maybe. Let's see if the photos are dated.
1: Yeah, because it says 86 as well there. No? Last resort 86 98 down there.
0: Yeah, yeah that's what I'm okay. saying. It's it's between 86 oh, and okay. 98, so it's uh, across a big span of time.
1: I guess yeah, I can I can see it's not so much of what he's showing, but I can see how the difference on the use of light as well in from the black and white to the color mm-hmm. uh, work. This is the one that I'm telling you that it was about the social classes in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's called The Cost of Living and it's a little bit uh, exploring, you know, that the middle class and how they they, they live and, and uh, concepts like that. One Day Trip,
0: 1989. <laughs> my year let's read about this while we flip yeah. through the photos uh one day trip published blah 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 i was wondering if there is i can't read can, can okay. you read
1: i, I wait <laughs> uh, let me go to the website which book is it one day trip <laughs> one day trip here employment okay, okay, and okay, wages read, read. were down okay. while
0: taxes and prices went up
1: Uh, Okay, yeah. The cost of drinks, cigarettes, and paper goods rocketed. British citizens found it more economical to take a quick trip over to France in order to stockpile such items. Parr documented the ferry trips and greed fueled shopping sprees in French hypermarkets. In one day trip, a text by Robert Chesri accompanied by 25 color photos. So it's an exploration of of basically the boost cruise that we have here in Sweden, Mm. which is very similar to that because here alcohol is really expensive. So, uh, people go to these booth cruises. They call them is uh, ships that go between here and either Finland or uh, um, R- R- Helsinki, Riga, and um, oh my god, I don't remember the three cont- the three countries. Tallinn, the- Tallinn, Riga, and Helsinki. Mm-hmm. And because the moment that these these boats leave the the coast of the countries, they are in international waters. You don't pay taxes. So then you can buy alcohol in the tax-free sh- store in the in the sh- on the boat mm. on top of the boat, yes. and then you just people come out with cages of beer and different uh, drinks. So it's a bit similar to to that.
0: But you can see like uh, there very really beautiful. Right? I like them. Uh, there is here. There is more thought and composition mm-hmm. in this one, and this one is called "Sign uh, Signs of the Time."
2: Science
1: of the Time.
0: You want to tell us uh, what the theme of this? Uh,
1: science of the Time, yeah, here, okay. Uh, here it says Based on the TV series of the same name, directed by Nick Barker. this is a vintage and hilarious look at personal taste in the British home, mm-hmm. exploring the extraordinary range of emotions that lie behind our household decor. Parse photography complements Barker's survey of contemporary perceptions of goods and bad taste.
0: It's interesting (laughs) because in this one, it's completely different than all of the the previous previous things that we were looking at. And we see like when he hit color, and especially with this one, with One Day Trip, Mm -hmm. you can see that, okay, now we're starting to see similarities. But there is still something about it that makes me like I look at it and I think, okay, classic street photography. Mm -hmm. I don't know if part of it is the color palette of the old film Mm -hmm. or just actually the style of shooting. I can tell you there's a bit like a, there's a difference and especially when you think of Death by Selfie and Everybody Dance the collection the more recent yeah, collection yeah. and the one the from 2020 yeah there's a very you can see it's really interesting because you can see that even though this photographer was doing these things that are you know more classic uh, they they still evolved their style kind mm-hmm. of with the evolution of time mm-hmm. And I find it very interesting the the choices that he made to to evolve the style of his framing uh-huh. with the with, with with the with the times with the time.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I'm curious to see the or to the thought because like you can have a lot of photographers that are now working, but yeah. they're they're still composing in the classic style more like even yeah, street, yeah. even documentary really work. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I find that very interesting. I feel like that's what's happening here. It's I not like he got sloppy or anything. N- no. Feel, for me, it feels like a conscious choice in a way.
1: I think doing these explorations we are doing is really good to then having the people on the podcast because we are able to ask them very, very much detailed questions about their work that and things we're curious about. And this is one of them. Uh, the bored couples one is actually pretty funny.
0: Let me go to it.
1: It's not uh, not safe for work. I, that's what I was like. I, know, I read and I, I was I know, like, okay, maybe, maybe no, we it's, we're it's, hila- it's hilarious in a way. It's very nice. So here the description is uh, a softback catalog um, color photographs depict twenty born couples who have run out of things to say to each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see it in this guy's face.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Oi, look at look at this one.
1: Yeah? She's, like, she's right? staring
0: into a wall <laughs> rather than looking at the sky. It's <laughs> so funny.
1: Very interesting photographs.
0: I'm curious why some of them are upside down. That's cool.
1: I guess that's part of it. Part right? of the fun. You have
0: to keep flipping the book.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because the back the back side is actually upside down. You'll, you'll get there soon. Yeah.
0: All right. Les Unis à deux.
1: <laughs> and then we have home and abroad. So this is a, one of the ones that uh, he he went out because before it was everything in the UK mostly, mm-hmm. and then he started also traveling a lot. Uh, a place that he loves is actually Japan, which I understand why <laughs> because it's kind of unique and interesting to to document. Um, yeah, so here is a, a journey. That, yeah, I am. <laughs> Beginning in the ideal home and family, the book follows park, guided tour through supermarkets, shopping malls, seaside resorts, theme parks, tourist hotspots and safari parks.
0: This photo is so good. Which
1: one? one? Yeah. Uh, And also, I mean, these colors, this is early color work. Mm -hmm. I like it much more than the later color work. Yeah,
0: I do too.
1: I have to say. So.
0: Very nice. Oh, look, it looks like a hat. Yeah did i miss anything in the in board couples i think i missed like there was text maybe no let me check oh no it I because k- some of them have text in uh, uh-huh, yeah. in the bottom because cedric mentioned read one way and then read the other
1: yeah that's what you mean that then you look that book that way yeah. and then you turn around yeah. and then you do it the other way um mm, ted is asking why do you think his style dropped to such a low effort with the most recent shoots
0: here's here's the thing who like that's a very tricky question because i can't assume anything about the amount of effort that is put in any work there is no way for me to tell because i wasn't there to do the work Mm -hmm. you know Uh, this is an argument that we've had many times so far uh, in other places i think also on this podcast is when somebody calls a photo snapshot assuming that this photo did not take you know any work or anything like that we don't necessarily know and and sometimes you have to uh, know that it depends on the moment. It depends on what you have to sacrifice. Do you sacrifice a nicer, uh, a more special moment for a better composition? Or do you sacrifice um, the composition for maybe a something that the photographer saw in that moment? And we're flipping through the images. I think for somebody who took the image and curated it, and maybe like if the image... Was presented in an article or something, we might have be we might be like missing something, mm-hmm. you know, like um, signs of the time, bored couples, one day trip, all of these, these photos instantly. As soon as Eva started to read what it's about, you have more context, yeah. more context, and more. The photos immediately bumped into under in understanding value, mm-hmm. at least to me. Yeah, and so. I think a lot of that is is a choice rather than um, sloppiness low or low effort. Low yeah. effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's just my uh, my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be uh, I might be wrong. I might be just defending because uh, I'd like to think that a photographer who does this much work still has the same passion and love to the craft. Yeah. That they're not gonna, um, you know, like uh, do it half handed or anything. I think it's more about experimenting and trying new things, and I think that's very. That's what I my head jumped into is, mm-hmm. I think it might be a message in itself. In terms to the devaluation of photography as it is, in most people's head. And I was one of those people who was like, I don't know if there's any photojournalism. And the photojournalism episode I was like, I don't know if it's still going on. I don't know. If I was looking at photos <laughs> for news, and then I learned that yeah, there are a lot of publications that dedicate sections in their pub in their publications.
1: Yeah, in their media. Uh, yeah. In their
0: media to to only photojournalism, and there are still a lot of people who are working there, and it's still as hard as ever been to make a living out of it, because uh, that's the name of the game. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like artists in general, they're not, uh, you know, like, if you're you're trying to be successful and make a lot of money, like successful in terms of monetary value, Mm -hmm. everybody's going to be like, why go be a finance person? Nobody's going to tell you to go be an artist. I mean, that's a, like whether being a musician or any kind of artist, you know, it's known that chances of you making it only from doing that are very slim Uh, so I think uh, even with that it's important I think this is one of the main reasons for this show is like it's important to at least give appreciation to all of this work Mm -hmm. that is being done and so far we only appreciated people who are already celebrated and known and appreciated Mm -hmm. and I think there is no harm in giving them more of that but hopefully in the future we will to people who are just starting out and uh, you know um, and maybe hopefully we can introduce them to a wider audience mm-hmm. just share and tell everybody about this podcast so we can do that one day <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying
1: mm-hmm. uh the books uh, there is some that are pretty weird interesting there is one that is called Japan, Japone? i don't even know how to say i don't have a french the french gene in me to, to, to pronounce these things properly but it's the Japanese endormi which um if you don't read what it is and you see the photos you might be wondering what the heck is that do you see there
0: oh look remember the, what we were talking about earlier
1: yeah the japanese one up oh, up up where there there i can't there. see is this one yes
0: cool all right, What guys. do you think that is?
1: Don't read. Don't
0: read. Is it safe for work? Can I keep...
1: Uh... It is safe for work, yeah.
0: All right. It's about dandruff. Uh, no. No, I'm just kidding. Wait. Mm. What is it about? <laughs> uh, We're having fun. Sleeping?
1: Yes. These are commuters in Japan. Well, That's I cool.
0: cheated because I know what endormi means. Uh. <laughs>
1: These are uh, people sleeping in the commuter trains and in the transportation. Uh, look how close he gets to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the British food one, which is next to it, is also quite interesting. I mean, he has done a lot of different things, which is, is cool. Um, yeah, that's the the most typical British food that you can think of all like right in there in your face. I mean,
0: look at this <laughs> with the flag on it. <laughs> oh. I actually love this stuff.
1: English breakfast. Yeah, that's how we call it.
0: Yeah, it, it's so nice.
1: Is it keto friendly? Looks like.
0: I mean, if you skip the tomato the, the bun. The bun, yeah. Yeah, you can eat the beans. I mean, bit tomato, too much tomato, but we're gonna walk.
1: Why is there a couple of hands there? Now you threw me off, Martin. What you wanted to tell me?
0: <laughs> I think it's because food is love.
1: oh uh, yeah, it could be definitely. I mean, it's a, uh, it's up to, up to, up to the. <laughs> Uh,
0: so many different kinds of work in this man's collection
1: Mm -hmm.
0: let's look at mexico
1: mexico psychedelic
0: (laughs) it is for sure here we see the flash
1: the flash coming in this
0: this is like starting to
1: get closer to what we see now
0: this is one of the photos we looked at yesterday with cedric i think chicken feet
1: chicken feet nice
0: this is definitely in mexico
1: yes <laughs> could be spain too though yeah. no we're not so much out of the t- like that level to be honest uh, this is spain this is benidorm yeah that's Spain.
0: weren't we just talking about benidorm yeah, like half hour ago he, b- because we well, saw some photos
1: than. of him i told you it was one that he said they had a oh. tag of price in spanish oh this one was yeah. that what
0: triggered the whole conversation yeah. that we went into yeah i see completely forgot
1: Look at that! So so Benidorm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These ones I've seen before. I feel like
1: Benidorm became very popular in the 60s because all the European ladies would come to Spain and be topless, and mm-hmm. then the Spanish people in the 60s were still in a dictatorship, and that was crazy to be able to see women in that composture, You know, like they would, the mind would get crazy about the the foreign women coming to Spain and. Being all loosey-goosey and having bikinis and stuff like that, because Uh in Spain women weren't really not allowed, but it wasn't part of the culture. It wasn't a thing. Because you know we were in a dictatorship from uh, thirty-nine to all the way to seventy-five. Okay. So in the sixties, when things started to be, you know, flower power, hippies, things more open, all these uh, French girls, uh, Swedish, like crazy, they would come to Spain to go to the beach and because it's a beautiful beach, nice weather. Yeah, and then you know like they were they re, there there's so many like comical ironic movies from that time that they make fun of like the foreigners coming to spain and being like that like and all you know the horny guys going after <laughs> the the british ladies and the swedish ladies and yeah it's part of our culture i guess
0: <laughs> this one looks interesting at least i really like the cover uh it's called the last resort
1: the last resort yeah that's uh, also uh, i mean i think the last resort was old so i think this might be a revisit let me let me check it out
0: it's 2009 it's from 86 yeah i recognize yeah. some of the pictures that we saw and yeah, so uh, this a one um, oh it's it's a reprint i think because yeah. it look it's the same name
1: yeah I, uh, that's a
0: how did i miss that
1: mm, the last resort yeah
0: what do you guys think anything you find interesting that you want us to click on
1: uh, people part uh, by part part by part ah yeah did you see the one about his uh, auto self-portraits no which one is it up uh, or down there there, next to the Venetian. auto portrait. yeah it's really hilarious <laughs> auto-portraits uh, attention <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so funny
1: <laughs> uh, and a shot, or like I mean a photomaton type of photo
0: <laughs> yeah these are crazy
1: right
0: actually did i tell you one time i went to like uh in stockholm in odenplan uh, i was renewing my passport or something like that yeah and i forgot that i needed to have a photo mm-hmm. like a, fo- a p- portrait basically to to give them so they can put it on the thing yeah. whatever document i was applying for uh-huh. and uh and i i looked up Google, I was just a photographer, anything I want to take photo, and I was standing right next to one, mm-hmm. like just make a right turn, and I'm there, and I go there, and it's a super old store. We should go check it out tomorrow, see if it's still there mm-hmm. because that was like right before I got into analog, by the way, mm-hmm. yeah, so like six, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. and i I go in and they it was a bunch of old cameras, very nice older lady behind the counter super friendly i was like hey i need an, uh, I need a photo for like a passport photo whatever you call it and she was like yeah sure how many do you want and i was like whatever uh i said a number like four. one oh, i wanted well one, yeah. one she's like i can give you like two or something a minimum like she gave me two or four she gave me a minimum number that she mm-hmm. can give me i was like that works fine it was very cheap and she took out something like a Polaroid.
1: Yeah, those are the old ones. And then they peel it out and it's there, right? Yeah. Yeah, th- I remember that. And those. it
0: automatically prints the same photo multiple times. Yes. And then she sliced it and gave it to me.
1: That's that's how they used to be.
0: Yeah, I didn't know about this. I had no idea and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, this yeah is so it's cool. really cool. I wonder if I still have that photo. I might have one of them in some <laughs> wallet. Nice. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I really like this guy.
1: Look at this one with the flowers.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the level of sarcasm. Right. And he lets you know immediately, like, here.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, the cover if the, is.
0: If so the cover wasn't obvious, <laughs> you know, if the cover was obvious, like, boom, I'm in the mouth of a shark, yo.
1: <laughs> Timmy, Tim, the Polaroid man, he's saying mini portrait polar ca- Polaroid cameras are cool.
0: Cool. Do they have, like, how do, do they use the same film? Like, the integral film? I don't know. I mean, what Tim will know. Let us know, Tim. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, very funny. I'm really having a good time right. looking at this.
0: The phone book. This sounds interesting.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm. I think like this might. It doesn't seem like People he will have a phone. lot of no, no, say for work thing. But it's a bit of a lottery here, <laughs> going into random books. It's pack film. He says.
0: Oh. So no, no more.
1: No more. So you were hap- good to get one of those when you could. Uh, I mean
0: unless one instant is uh I really hope they succeed mm-hmm. one instant. I'm really I really hope they can like scale it and make it happen or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that when when Tim was on? I forget.
2: About what? About
0: Polaroid. I wonder we're like so what's much- the possibility of bringing pack film is like how i know that everybody's still using old chemicals but why don't they make new chemicals is it outlawed
1: i don't know or it may be too expensive there is one called parking spaces which is interesting did i miss it it's a white one next to one that says roma there there parking spaces what do you think is gonna be before you open parking spaces but what kind of parking
0: space what kind of parking spaces oh you want to give me a hint
1: no just open it it's All okay right. it's empty parking spaces yeah
0: i mean i f- i figured
1: <laughs> i mean it could have been parking spaces with cool cars or something like that you know you know no, that's right. not
0: a parking space anymore because it's occupied that's
1: true parking occupied <laughs>
0: parking lack of space
1: <laughs> yeah this so looks
0: like uh, sweden
1: yeah right i thought about that too
0: now, all this amount of slush yeah. is is rare.
1: Uh we can check the Japan one, maybe. I
0: want to. Sh- I want to see this one. Do you think it Which will be one? safe? Playas.
1: P- playas? Where is it? This one. Ah, playas. Playas. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Do you think it will be safe?
1: Uh, do there might be one ass or two, but uh, I I think it's safe. <laughs>
2: oh
0: look at the dog <laughs> this crazy this layout is
1: right
2: is
0: fantastic <laughs> the amount of colors mm-hmm. is from 2009
1: by the way yeah it, it really looks like you know it fits well with you the wanted images. to see japan
0: yeah. What about Urban Outfitters?
1: I, I was just checking that one actually.
0: Did you look at it on your computer? Yeah. Are you cheating?
1: Uh, no, it's just because I want to check if something is not safe for work <laughs> before we get into it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, next up let's uh, check out the Voidwood uh, Festival.
1: Voidwood Festival.
0: Meanwhile, I'm going to look at Japan.
1: Voidwood Festival. It's uh, p- yeah, it's okay. It's pretty it's safe for work. Is it's it pretty nice? Pretty. Well, I'm mean, not my not my favorite one but still not not bad.
0: All right, what am I missing in the in the in the chat? Let's see. Tim is letting us know about pack film. The problem with pack film is that the machines no longer exist. So not only do they have to figure out how to make chemistry with current laws and patents, they also need to make expensive machines. And those machines are extremely complicated. What M-
1: happened to the machines? Did they throw them away?
0: Fuji is like Locked them out in some uh, basement under a basement, uh, or I don't I don't know if they destroyed them. I know the w- like the ones from Polaroid didn't doesn't ex- do not exist anymore. Uh-huh. The people who, from the Impossible Project, also known as Polaroid now, were able to save one factory. All right, but everything else was decommissioned. So what does so that mean? That. I don't know what does that mean. Did they sell them for parts? Did they melt them and make jewelry out of them? I don't know what they did to them, <laughs> but uh, but I think I I mean the way that uh, one instant is doing it, I think the yeah they they they're doing everyone by hand, but I think the the biggest limitation to the price is the price of the chemistry. Yeah. So I think like if they make if they were able to procure the chemistry cheaper, mm-hmm. then it will be possible to. Lower the price, I mean the availability is always gonna be a problem. Uh-huh. But if there is demand, they can be more than like two, three people, which what it is now that are like actually making the film. Mm. It's like groupless, I think less than five people who are working on one instant. And they're doing great work, you know, for what it is. But really. it's five people, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: It, Tim is saying, as far as I know, Fuji did demolish their machines. What?
0: Fuji is so Why? crazy. It's so crazy. The Japanese man, they I don't know what, what happens <laughs> in their brain.
1: <laughs> the Japanese That
0: was a very racist statement, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean when it comes to film. Uh I was checking the one about the souvenirs. It was interesting. Did I miss it? Uh no, good out, I think. Maybe not. It's called souvenirs. I shouldn't be able there, souvenir. Alright.
0: <laughs> Don't get upset at me. We're live.
1: That's him. I'm not upset at I'm you. Just kidding. <laughs> that's him. Oh, and look. him in Barcelona. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I've seen this one.
1: Yeah, that's a, I think that one is popular. I've seen it around. What's up with your mic?
0: <laughs> Nothing. I'm just like reacting. I've seen so much like because of uh, the two of us, I wasn't familiar with Martin's work.
1: I, I have seen photos, but I didn't know of him. But either. I've seen,
0: like, I, I wasn't familiar with the name, sorry. Yeah, exactly. But I seem to be very familiar with a lot of the work.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what happens. Sometimes the work speaks for this? you. Who made the souvenir? Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's very Spanish. Barcelona, I guess. Yeah. So well, he's so assertive, this man. I feel like I am. He's like, I, go get that by If paella. I don't, I'm, you know, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> it's threatening this advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that definitely looks like Barcelona, by the way.
1: Yes. Uh, the this black
0: and white taxi says Barcelona. Oh, I was... Th- like, the build The background is what kind yeah, of gave me like that some. vibe. Something about this part here and the walls.
2: Mm. Uh
0: Yes, Eli. Everything after the uh, Korean photographer that we talked about first. It's everything <laughs> is by Martin Parr. So much different styles of work so much different vibes and i don't know for me that's the most impressive part of this whole thing right? is how <laughs> m- how much this okay. photographers work what did you see that made you
1: you should go to the the bottom 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 this one called toilet martin paper Par.
0: all right let's do this
1: <laughs> i mean it says
0: this one we saw in benidorm yeah.
1: They are, like, very graphic, very 70s, right? Even though they weren't taken in the 70s, but the colors and the vibe. Were they not? No, I don't think so. Uh, This is published in 2020, right? Yeah, but it's a a collection of things. It's the most iconic images from profilic archives. This one is so good because you are very like it's putting these two very British things together in yeah. a in a in a very nice composition. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> this is so cool. These these like they look like graphic design to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, these are so cool. These are my favorite.
1: I knew you were gonna look, gonna what? enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> this
0: is so, whose desktop is that? Uh, Please tell me it's his. I hope that it actually looks like that.
1: <laughs> 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 that's the one i was laughing about
0: all right so what do you think uh, Sh- should we wrap it let's see his uh, instagram
1: yeah he has cool stuff
0: i should switch accounts this account is not uh, i don't keep up with
1: it uh, ted is saying uh, tapas is best is the best yes i agree with you <laughs> ted and then jc is saying the pizza tower one i've seen it since i was a kid it's very popular the pizza tower photo yeah those are contact sheets yeah yeah that's nice i love when the photographers do that because i really like to see what did they shot before after why did they choose the one they chose and Mm -hmm. it's very nice
0: interesting a lot more uh frames than i expected
1: for each one of them Yeah, yeah
0: i mean i'm always surprised
1: Very nice. Uh, I really like the colors of those ones. We already saw it before. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: so it's not just. Uh,
1: that's 6x7. He used to use with a machina? Ma- ma- machina? Machina. Machina, yeah.
0: Everybody loves the machina nowadays.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was back in the days, though. Yeah, I am going to go talking. to the freak and ask questions so I can maybe pull out some uh, interesting things to, to talk about. Um, so, yeah, he used a ring flash. He used a uh, black and white, he used a M3, like m mm-hmm. M3. And for the 6x7 that he started in the last restore one is a Makina Plough with a 55mm lens. Mm-hmm. And more recently, he got a Mamilla 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, one thing that is interesting is that we started by showing his Magnum. Mm-hmm. And actually... It wasn't so easy for him to get into Magnum. We talked last week that in order for a photographer to become a Magnum photographer, is a bit, it has to be a consensus in the board, in a sense, because it's other photographers that propose people and then after two years, uh, like under revision, then they might get through or not. And apparently the most conservative part of Magnum wasn't so on board with having him as a Magnum photographer. Mm-hmm. But in the end, he got a 66.6%. Mm-hmm. of the board to say yes which is what he needed to get into being a like the requirement yes so he says uh, what did he say here um, in politics this is regarded as a landslide
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and actually he had a spot with Cartier-Bresson mm-hmm. which is interesting and uh, he says that Henri came to the small world opening in Paris in 95 and said to him that he was from another planet <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he, uh, Mar- Martin says I always cherish this remark and I wrote back I know what you mean by why should the messenger
0: <laughs> he seems like such a fun guy I yeah. mean look at him He's, he looks so sweet in this in this video thumbnail
1: he does he does
0: I really wish that we can manage to
1: have him m- over
0: yeah and talk to him
1: I mean he seems like a very nice person right why wouldn't he come over and chat with us for one hour Friday afternoon (laughs) evening that'd be nice that'd be so nice
0: all right do you think uh, we should uh, call it today Um, for today yeah I think we we've been on for one and a half hours
1: that's our average time it's uh, it's very nice I had a lot of fun looking through these photographs uh, with you guys and with you Jimmy Mm -hmm. and to bring to you the biology photography project and it was just very nice episode I think i agree and uh, i think this is the moment where we say if you are listening to this on your audio device
0: (laughs) obviously come watch it please
1: come and watch it with us uh, even though you have all the links in the show notes and you can go check the photograph are you sure we
0: didn't plan to like talk about other stuff i feel like we were supposed was i supposed to review this product i
1: mean yeah that, that we said that but i felt like you were through with the topic of the of the
0: do you want me to give you my review of the zinstax or not i was i was i was harsh when i was building it uh but uh i feel like before we started i feel like i was gonna be softer but now for some reason maybe being under this light for so long (laughs) is making bringing out the aggression out of me so I feel like you're going to get the the angry review. Do you want it? or?
1: <laughs> are you asking me? You ask our audience. What do you guys think? <laughs> do you want to hear the, the honest truth?
0: Don't buy it. <laughs> End of review. <laughs> don't buy it. Built or not built. just.
1: I mean, I think that the, the, the issues that we have with it are, regardless of how many hours we spend to mount it or not mount it, the issues that we have with it are intrinsic to the design, which is something that it's there you know get
0: uh, can you still get the reservoir one
1: i didn't see it in a long time but I it's not know. the same thing it's not the same thing because it's polaroid i want to make one with fuji fuji yeah. like that the my whole thing we get in this is that we can shoot fuji instax with the mamilla yeah because i want the instax color
0: yeah the Resivolt one for polaroid is makes much more sense it's yeah. a, such a much a much better product and I don't know what's wrong with ResiVote website, but it's all black and I can't click on anything. Tim,
1: Tim is saying that uh, I think it's a good video idea reviewing the product.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to... I don't want to give it more attention than already already has thanks to Willem Verbeek. It's now... A negative feedback. A, a hot and item. Like all of them. Did he they, sent it to all of them. I only saw the... Uh, no, negative feedback, but the main one Willem before
1: one. Willem actually.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just stupid. I talked about this in, uh, during the 8th hour, but I think nobody's going to make that point. When you mount this to your camera, it only mounts in two ways if you mount it to the RZ. You either mount it like this. And so basically the RZ is like this. And if you have a viewfinder, so basically what this doesn't tell you, I don't know. This, does it tell you that it doesn't work with the viewfinder?
1: Where does it tell you? He doesn't have a website. He doesn't have anything.
0: Oh, that's true. It doesn't work with the viewfinder. If so, you have
1: a meter viewfinder in the r c, you cannot use the back
0: and forget about the metering. like I was hoping for it to have like oh, yeah, electrical true. contract. So forget about the metering. it's not gonna meter, and it's not gonna work because like this, the film hits the viewfinder when it's coming out.
1: So you have to take the viewfinder out when uh, you have to put it out
0: every time you take a picture, you have to remove the the viewfinder. And you will say, Wait man, it's a rotating bag. Just rotate it. All right, I'll rotate it. Boom. <laughs> this is how it rotates. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> this is how it is. And then this thing, boom, 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 bumps against the the viewfinder. So you can. not The reservoir ones, even though it doesn't have this thing, it actually mounts like that. So your negative in the, in the normal position spits out like that. And it has a button, so you can click it and it shoots. Well, that's the uh, point, but... Yeah, if, if, if I was going to, I don't know how much. I, I still don't know how much. But, I mean, the guy, he did a lot of great work figure, figure, figuring out the tolerances of how to make this focus on this, right? But, you know, if you want a place to put the motor, there you go. Here, I'm giving you tips how to make it better, even though I don't like you. So, here, put the motor here, and then reverse the polarity, and then it shoots it with the motor. How about that? Instead of this silly crank.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, there is uh, there is room for improvement. Let's just say that that uh, that yeah, those things they are not very thought through. So uh, let me be
0: honest. If I'm gonna speak all my mind, this product belongs on Thinkverse for free or or a donation. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. This this piece right here.
1: Yeah, because then you basically can print it out yourself or anybody that has a 3D printer. printed Print printer and just you use it to yeah. make your own was uh, i too
0: harsh i don't care
1: i don't want you to get upset
0: this was not a free product i we purchased it with our own money <laughs> and by the way even if you ever decide to send us anything after this this is gonna be if i don't like it i'm gonna say that i don't like it i don't care no, of course i mean we yeah. are
1: we are not selling ourselves right we will be honest about the things that uh,
0: and look i'm still gonna use it but i'm not happy so much about it that's what I, I mean we paid for it we're gonna use it
1: yeah and also it works not without it's like quirks and stuff but it, it works so we got very nice photos <laughs> <laughs> what's happening
0: are you reading the comment
1: <laughs> he hasn't gotten to accept and yet uh, ted i'm hoping he gets there at some point
0: <laughs> no no it's fine like i just i i don't care but i thought that everybody's talking like oh this wow amazing Yay. Yeah. no it's not
1: no exactly i think that that's the thing i think there's a lot of hype just because it's an rc product and mm-hmm. it's like the everyone out in the interwebs wants to have an rc and you know william has one and it's just these youtubers with rcs and then this product so you can now have instant photos with your rc but if you really use the RC for what it is, which is professional photography, which you can have a, a prism finder that you see very well where you're focusing, mm-hmm. even a meter prism finder, you are losing a lot of the capability of the camera mm-hmm. with this product. So it is at its best a prototype 1.0, let's say, revolution of the product. And then in order to be as good as it seems for what people say, it has A lot of work yet to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, and look, there is a lot more that I could say about this whole interaction. But I'm going to keep it to myself. If you want to know more, you can talk to me privately. And I will tell you exactly some of the reasons why I'm actually pissed. Like, there is more to this. So, I'm just going to keep it there. There is justification to my upsetness about this whole attitude about this product.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: True. And
0: it, it, like even Eva was more diplomatic and nice and better person in general. She just said it's true because I immediately felt that, and it kept proving itself as we went through with the process.
1: I had also my suspicions, but my yeah. my my greediness to be able to take Fujis th- with a good lens took took over my sense. <laughs> yeah and then i made you be eight hours with a dremel i'm sorry
0: no no it's fine i I had so much fun playing with it like i i got the Dremel. actually i did get the dremel to make this product before i have a somewhat working prototype of instax mini that i put together and i just got bored with it because we had like to move around and a lot of life events so it's on the side but that's the reason why i got the dremel right and when the opportunity arise to do it with the instax square instead and i was like okay now i have a nice template here to work with and i was excited about pro i didn't even see so much about the product that's yeah. why i was surprised i was like really it, it works like this like it doesn't do this it doesn't do that yeah. I, was su- I was expected more in my head mm-hmm. that's my fault right uh but uh I was happy to use the Dremel for the purpose that I bought it for. Yeah,
1: uh, I think for the Fuji Mini, the Instax Mini, I think we should try to go ahead and do it for the 645, because it's actually the same size, almost. The Instax Mini is a 645 Yeah, I've for done it,
0: actually. I have uh, some photos of Jesse and Twix, yeah, my so sister and my dog, uh, that we played around with before I break that camera and like take the pieces of the cuts mm-hmm. out. And we put them in the actually those i put in the rz
1: okay so th- yeah so maybe with so I, I
0: put in the rz and then i put it in the dark bag and uh, take it out mm-hmm. but w- what you're saying is that you want to put it on the 645 do we have any bad 645 bucks
1: mm, no we don't but they're not so so expensive we got at two 2- 220 back oh, i no, that was only in the insert mm. it was in the back yeah no we have we have two backs actually I think but
0: we don't have a bad one the, the no. RZ bag that I took apart was bad so yeah, I was like I, I can either fix the light seals or Use have a thing. toy yeah <laughs> yeah no Eli I did not uh, try do panorama with anything else but it basically works the same I just like the uh, I just like that it's super easy to modify the viewfinder of the GW because it's a rangefinder window so you can just slap a like uh, some foam in there, you can mm-hmm. buy them in art supply store. Uh, you saw in the thing in the video, uh, just go get decor foam. I think uh, in, in Sweden it's called decor gumi. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's decor foam in other in English, or, yeah, yeah, just like thin foam, and you can cut to the dimensions that I, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, but uh, no, it, it basically works the same. So if you're using a 6x7 camera, it's going to be a shorter panorama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, which gets you more pictures. Uh, I think you can get more pictures with any camera than the Fuji 6x9 because, because of the... It's
1: capped. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like that it, 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 when you put it in the mode, it will yeah. ta- allow you only to take 16 yeah. photos.
0: You have to remember to put it in 220 mode and it will lock at 16 photos. Otherwise, uh, I think like, let's say if you use a Mamiya, you do the same thing. And then you can... If you put it in 220 mode, it will give you 20 pictures. Like, it will look at 20 pictures. It yeah. will start basically just rolling the film at 20 pictures.
1: Which Mamiya?
0: The RB, for example. I'm thinking 20? of the RB. Why 20? Because the back...
1: Oh uh, yeah, the 220. When you put the 220 film, right?
0: Some backs are compatible Yeah. Uh, with 220, 120. Mm. Same with the RZ. Uh, as you hit the last frame, uh, the camera will just...
1: Yeah, start rolling so the the panorama is nine centimeters long and 24 millimeters m- tall which is the 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 l- wide 20 yeah tall and yeah wide. so like
0: this is two, two and a half and like yeah. this is nine.
1: nine very panorama
0: yeah very nice i it's really fun.
1: love the ones you took with the with the fuji in that mm-hmm. for that panorama yeah video. it was very nice the
0: black and white ones that i've Done also I've some so nice. with portraits. I really like panorama for portraits.
1: It's uh, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's uh, adds a lot of like environment to the Minus shot.
1: Cinem- cinematic. Yeah, as well.
0: It does feel like it's uh, uh, from a movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: How did we went? F- how did we go from the super nice mild vibes of uh, Martin Parr to <laughs> crazy me ranting about <laughs> this? You
1: said it was the light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably yeah, it was probably the light. Um,
1: but yeah, I guess this is it for to, for today and this week.
0: I think uh, I think it's.
1: I wanna it's go and develop some film.
0: <laughs> yes, we <laughs> gotta develop. We shot something. We might make a video out of it. So stay tuned. Yeah, uh, thank nice. you everybody for watching. We love you all for joining us every week, and we see you next time. Yeah,
1: we hope you enjoyed today, and see you next Friday. Bye, guys.
0: Peace.